Welcome to Profiles, a three-part podcast that dives deep into the lives of promotional products professionals. Profiles is brought to you by Promo Journal, a division of Promo Corner. Promo Journal provides fresh, daily content from industry thought leaders. Blogs, videos, product features, and live content all in one convenient location. Weekly advertising opportunities are available. Contact sales at promocorner.com to get your message seen. Hello, and welcome to our sixth series of Promo Corner's new podcast, Profiles, where we'll be talking with longtime industry professionals about their experiences and their take on the promotional products world today. I'm your host, Steve Woodburn, and we appreciate your taking time out of your busy day to schedule time with us. Our guest on this episode has been in the promotional products industry for over 30 years as the co-owner of a distributor company based in California. This person, like most of us in this business, found it totally by accident, but fell in love with the products and the concept, despite the fact she'd never sold a thing in her life. She jumped in with both feet and, as suits her personality, started volunteering with PPAI serving on the Centennial Committee, the Apparel Council, Membership Services Committee, and Leadership Advisory Committee, among others. In 2015, she was honored to receive the PPAI H. Ted Olson Humanitarian Award for her work with Operation Gratitude, which she'll talk about in an upcoming episode. Being a mom to her three adopted daughters has always been a priority, though not always easy. I had three under two. In fact, I remember once I took the old, I took them all to the pediatrician at the same time, and the oldest one was bossing everybody around, which she still does. Thank you. And the, the pediatrician looked at me and said, you do know the tail wags the dog in this family. Barbara Deal is our guest on this episode of Profiles and has spent her entire life in Southern California. Growing up, she went to school with children of the celebrities of the day. I went to school with Lawrence Welk's kids and the Lennon sisters. My, my brother dated the oldest Lennon sister. That was his claim to fame. And then uh, I went to UCLA and then kind of had an interlude there. And then we moved down to Newport Beach. After my children were born. Her dad played professional baseball back in the day when players weren't paid multi-million dollar salaries. Yeah, and then my dad was basically orphaned when he was 17. And he had an academic um, athletic scholarship to Santa Clara University. And he didn't have a penny to get there. He was living in the Los Angeles area. So he hitchhiked the whole way. And the priest took pity on him. And they found him a job. And for four years, he delivered uh, fruits and vegetables to the markets at 4.30 in the morning. And then he went to school. And he graduated, and he was the first bonus baby signed in baseball for $5,000 in 1933. It was a lot of money. You know? um, that was His contract was bought by the New York Giants. And then he went to play for the, with the Phillies and Philadelphia Phillies, and, um, and of course, again, the Giants. And then he went down into the minors after he was injured and ended up in, around the mid-50s uh, playing with the Hollywood Stars baseball team, which was a AAA team. You don't know who they were, in Gilmore Field, and um, played with them and then retired and then became their business manager. 
Because of her dad's profession, she met a number of celebrities, including Babe Ruth, the home run king, who was, shall we say, inebriated at the time. Her dad told her to shake his hand, and then they left before he could say anything inappropriate. In 1953, she was asked to babysit a young boy whose father was a well-known football player and a play-by-play announcer on radio. We had a radio announcer who just was the nicest man you've ever seen who called all the games. They didn't do TV then. It was kind of, you know, a while ago. And his name was Tom Harmon. And he and Elise Knox were married, and they had a little baby boy. It was, I think he was about two and a half when this happened. And one day they called him. He couldn't come in to call the game because the babysitter didn't show up. So my father said, oh, well, my daughter's here running the switchboard. It was my first job. And um, they brought him down. I was his babysitter. <laughs> As I claim to say, um, he, they were a real nice family. That toddler, who in 1986 was chosen as People Magazine's sexiest man alive, was Mark Harmon who since 2003 has played Agent Leroy Gibbs on the hit TV series NCIS. Prior to getting into this business, she spent her time raising three adopted girls who proved to be quite a handful, given all three were at one time under two years old. I was a Newport Beach housewife. It was great. We had three girls. Uh, At one time, we had three under two, which is... um, it was a handful. You know why God made young mothers. Trust me. You can never. It was something else. Um, I volunteered with everything around. You know, I was the brownie mother and the Girl Scout mother, and and I just I did whatever I could, kind of thing. Um, we lived in Toluca Lake. My neighbors behind us. Again, here I go. <laughs> had five kids, and you know how children all meet and play together. And his last name was Wayne. His first name was Michael. He was John Wayne's oldest son. And they were so much fun. They were just really nice. And so we got to be friends with them. Andy Griffith lived two doors down from me and Barbara, his wife. And he had um, he was from North Carolina, like my husband was. And they had two children. My children were all adopted, and so were his. And so it was really a kind of a bonding thing. It was fun. Then tragedy struck their family when both Barbara and her husband, Bob, were diagnosed with cancer. My husband and I were both in the hospital at the same time. I had a double mastectomy. I had breast cancer. And he was diagnosed and operated on while I was in there with bladder cancer. And they gave him uh, four months to live. And he lived uh, five years, which was a gift. And we, um, he wanted to see the girls graduate from college. And they did and go to college. And he got to see that. And the big thing was because of that, he uh, was a lot older than I was and was born there during the Depression. So he never got to go to college or even high school. He had to quit school in the seventh grade to help feed his family. She met her husband, who, despite his leaving school in the seventh grade, had become an engineer and had built the building she was working in at the time. He was 17 years older than I was. And I I met him. I was working at Litton Industries. Um, I was assistant to the GM there. 
And he had built the building again in the valley, Yusiko. He was engineering. And he would come in and he had a great big pink Cadillac convertible with Persian sand was the color. It was very cool. And he would come in and he'd always ask me to lunch or out. And I'd go, no, thanks. You know, I'm going to Finally, eventually, we went out. And he was a, a good person, a real good guy. He was a wonderful father. And uh, we were married 30 years before he died. It was because of her oldest daughter, who she fondly refers to as the boss, that she got into this business. My oldest daughter, the boss. <laughs> a couple of years after Bob passed away, uh, she said, Mom, I wanted you to meet a friend of mine. I met him in the bike club, she and her husband and the kids. You know, the guys would all go out riding in the mornings and stuff. And his name was Jim Ansite. He's still a good friend. He had a company called Idea Works. And they brought me in and said, here, Barb, put me in front of the computer. <laughs> Turned down the time ESP. That's all they had. And he said, just fit, you'll figure it out. Don't worry. And I'm going, well, I didn't even know what their idea was. But I said, I'd never sold anything in my life. And he said, ah, you sell every day. Don't worry about it. And so what it did was, I seriously, I got my husband. Remember Rolodexes? Those things with all of you put your all the phone numbers on and stuff. I got my husband. said he'd been gone a couple of years by that time. And I called all his friends. And at noon, I went in to, to see his one friend who needed to talk to me. And I made a $1,000 sale first day. Ha-ha. I thought, ha-ha, this is for me. I can do this. And do this she has, spending the last 27 years as co-owner of the distributorship TCS, or the Creative Solution. In our next episode... Barbara tells us why volunteering is so important to her and shares some words of wisdom from her grandmother, who it seems was also quite the volunteer. My grandmother, was, she was another celebrity. You, you counting here? She, she uh, passed away when she was 100. But in 1920, she marched with Susan B. Anthony in San Francisco for the women's vote. From all of us here at Promo Corner, thanks for listening to Profiles. I'm Steve Woodburn. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Profiles. Join us again as we continue to explore the lives of people who have impacted our industry. Profiles was brought to you by Promo Journal, a division of Promo Corner. Promo Journal provides fresh, daily content from industry thought leaders. Blogs, videos, product features, and live content all in one convenient location. Weekly advertising opportunities are available. Contact sales at promocorner.com to get your message seen.